Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I'm your host, Sky Guasco. You are listening to the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast. Please follow us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod and on Twitter at TCK underscore pod. You can find all of our rankings and multiple articles at TCKpod.com. We've got a lot to cover, so let's get into it. What up, TCK Potters? Happy Friday. Hope you're ready for a wonderful, wonderful weekend and that you've had a wonderful week. It is Friday. We know what that means. Chris Benavides of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast back on the program once again. Chris, how you doing today, bud? What's up, brother? Yeah, doing all right. Excellent. We're excited to get into uh, week two slash three of the TCK Pod recap and preview. This is episode 269 of the Candlestick Kids Fantasy Football Podcast a.k.a. TCK Pod. For those of you just tuning in this season, we do have two leagues for the TCK Pod Listener League, both a rookie league and a veteran league. Once again, a disclaimer, the rookie league has nothing to do with the experience of the fantasy player. It's simply new to the TCK Pod Listener League, as we did have a league last year as well. So Chris and I are going to be breaking down each Friday the recap from the weekend beforehand to give you the quick results in the standings and then preview the upcoming week for both leagues, the rookie and the veteran leagues. Chris, before we get into this, I've been asking everybody else on the podcast this week and just getting a general sense, how are you doing with all of these injuries, man? Two weeks of absolute carnage. There's big time trades going around for guys like Saquon Barkley, uh, who's done for this year, obviously, but in dynasty leagues, this guy's going after CMC, but we don't know how long that's going to last. Tay Adams, Devonta Free, or excuse me, uh, Mike um, Thomas, Julio Jones, huge names in redraft and in dynasty. Are you are you you fishing? Are you staying? <laughs> What's going on here, man? It's it's craziness. Yeah, it's funny, dude. Uh, so of all the leagues that I am in, this the TCK league is the one I've absolutely gotten destroyed in the most, unfortunately. Mm. So I I uh, there's there's no escaping the injury situation. So I didn't have CMC or. Or Saquon, I mean, uh, or, yeah, or Saquon, rather. Um, but I do, I mean, I have A.J. Brown. I got Michael Thomas. I had Miles Sanders, James White, Philip Lindsay. I mean, you know, just the bulk of my roster is just absolutely depleted. And then we played Bull Fuller last week. That didn't work out. Austin Hooper's basically injured. I don't know what his deal is. I mean, it's just a, it's a pretty big shit show. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's like, on paper, the roster looks good. I just need my, my, my you know, my boys to get, to get healthy here. Yikes. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I have, uh, I have a couple of teams that have been – been destroyed and some of them has, have escaped so far and uh of course you know last night's game we did have a defensive player for the Jags towards ACL he's out for the season again it's brutal man it's absolutely brutal so hoping everybody can uh, can stay healthy here um and fantasy teams can progress all right man let's jump right into it uh we have we have done uh plenty of uh intros here for this podcast and we'll be doing it weekly uh for the TCK rundown so let's just jump right into it we'll start again with the rookie league here Chris I'm going to basically just give the results from last week to catch everybody up, and then we'll dive through each roster. Let's start with the marquee matchup from last week. Both teams coming in 1-0, and and that was Josh on the commish side, representing for our, our dual commissioner in this league. And then, of course, our buddy Dwayne, a.k.a. Dweez Nuts, who you heard yesterday, 
also one and one. They went up head to head yesterday, and frankly, Josh smashed him. Now, a lot of this had to do with Saquon Barkley going out, but 172 to 121, a 50 point victory for Josh on your side. So that is a commish one TCK pod zero so far here in the head to head <laughs> standings. Moving forward, Ulysses. Gets upended by Team Care, who actually had the uh, Best Manager Award this week. Actually, I believe he had the Worst Manager last week, so that's <laughs> how quickly fantasy can change. 165 to 87 there, both 1-1 one and one now. Team Megatron gets upended by Wolfpack there, both 1-1, one 142 to 126. Sack Attack gets a big win over Team Funk, 132 to 77. They're both 1-1 one one as well. Mamba Forever gets upended by Team Wagon 147 to 101, 0 and 2 for Mamba and 1 and 1 for Wagon. And finally, Weston gets another big win, 183 over Shep 144, Weston 2 and 0, Shep 0 and 2. Let's get into week 3's action here. We'll start up with the first uh game on the docket here. That is Mamba Forever at 0 and 2 right now going up against Dwee's Nuts, already a 30 point performance from James Robinson from the Jacksonville Jaguars last night 11 carries 46 yards two total touchdowns six receptions for 83 yards as well Mamba did have in Keelan Cole for 8.3 yard uh, points but man there's a big uh, big difference here already let's go down Mamba's roster Chris and per usual just give me a name or two that stand out for better or worse so far this is Deshaun Watson Derrick Henry Miles Sanders Keelan Cole already played again Allen Robinson Johnny Smith, Terry McLaurin, and DeAndre Swift in the super flex position. Yeah, uh, so I don't mean to ride the negative train already off the rip, but I so I was not one. I was not someone who was sort of fond of Deshaun Watson early in the season. I thought the loss of DeAndre Hopkins was going to uh, impact him. I mean, he's kind of salvaging his weeks with uh, with garbage points. But, man, I just don't like the volatility week to week, especially in head-to-head matchups. So I'm a little bit nervous about Deshaun Watson – uh, you know, this season, he, he he's kind of like a Carson Wentz in a sense, I feel like. So, I don't know. Maybe Houston gets a uh, Antonio Brown. That's the word in the street. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, let's go real quick here. Deshaun Watson, of course, Lucas and I were fading him because of this gnarly schedule. I'm not going to divert too much right now into the scheduling. Also you, true, yeah. You and I had a number of conversations this summer on your podcast and on ours about fantasy football's strength of schedule. I know that you, at least preseason, weren't too into it, didn't necessarily buy into it. I'm very strong about it. So far, we saw Saquon Barkley get stuffed two weeks in a row because of that schedule. We see Deshaun Watson struggling, Daniel Jones struggling. I think there's some merit. We're only two weeks into it, though. I will uh, digress for now. He does have two other quarterbacks, and we can play a second quarterback in that super flex, but he's going to DeAndre Swift. Chris, very quickly, there's three quarterbacks. Who would you choose? He's got Deshaun Watson at Pittsburgh. I hate that. He's got Teddy Bridgewater at the Chargers, and he's got Baker Mayfield home against the Washington football team. Yeah, I'd probably go with Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, I I do. All right, let me slow down here because my my, my thoughts are racing about Baker Mayfield. Um, I'm not necessarily. I'm not necessarily. I don't think Baker Mayfield's the answer in Cleveland. Unfortunately, I think this is going to be a slow burn over time. He didn't look very good against Cincinnati. Like of of the two quarterbacks that played well, he was not the guy. Like Joe Burrow looked very much the elite quarterback on that field, and that's just. I feel like that's a game where like a Baker Mayfield type of player needs to capitalize against that type of defense, especially with that game script, especially with those weapons, and he's just not doing it. I don't know that he's going to do it long-term for the season. So I'll take Teddy Bridgewater in the negative game script. 
in, uh, in Carolina. Got it. All right, let's move on here to the other side. We have Dwee's Nuts. Again, 30 points already from James Washington. That's a huge starter on a Thursday night. He's also rolling out Kyler Murray, Melvin Gordon, Cooper Cup, A.J. Green, Travis Kelsey, Jarek McKinnon, and Derek Carr. Yeah, look, um, it's funny. I was kind of someone who was uh, um, not necessarily high in Melvin Gordon, but, man, again, fantasy you know, football changes very quickly. And so, yep. yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, you, you, your, your head quarterback, Andrew Paul, Paul Andrew Luck goes down and, you know, all of a sudden you have the only real weapon on that team that is not going to be uh, deterred by the lack of a quarterback situation. So, you know, un- until Blake Bortles gets under, under center, which I don't even know if that's going to be or do the trick, um, Lucas is going to be rooting for Melvin Gordon. And I like Melvin Gordon on that, on that team as potentially, uh, you know, a low-end RB1 right now. How disappointed do you think Lucas and fellow Broncos fans are that they just let Joe Flacco slide right out the door? <laughs> well, you know, what's interesting, you know, for what it's worth, their defense is playing a lot better than I thought they were going to play with without Von Miller. So right. at least they have, they have that to hang their hat on, I suppose. Fair enough. Let's move on here. We're going to move down the list here. We are going to bring up the commish representative in the league. Again, we got our man Josh representing here 2-0 with a big win over Dewey's last week. And we have Team Wagon as well. Team Wagon up by about 12 points so far with a nice start from Devontae Parker. Let's start with Josh, though, on your side here. Dak Prescott, Alvin Kamara, Jonathan Taylor, Robert Woods, Keenan Allen, Hayden Hurst, James Conner, Phillip Rivers. Yikes. I mean, sounds like a sounds like a deadly lineup. So I think he'll be okay. I think overall, you know, maybe in the super flex spot. I guess there's a question mark. Quick question here. I will bring that one up. Philip Rivers versus the Jets, or yeah. Justin Herbert versus Carolina. I know, dude. I, I yeah. I don't know. I do you go with Mister Veteran? I don't know. All right. So let's just break that down very briefly. I I do think that the game script against the Jets is going to be run heavy. So possible it's very possible that herbert has another sort of 300 plus yard game um that that favors him in in, in fantasy uh, I, it's tough to say it's really tough to say i agree and again i i do write a i write a friday column for uh, fantasy football state of mind crew and i do uh, we all split as a team we split the starts and sits of the week i do quarterbacks mm. so i do two quarterbacks that are most likely started in single leagues like single qb leagues i also do a little section for two quarterbacks to start and sit in super flex so kind of looking like deeper onto the roster and stuff like that so Justin Herbert was actually my start of the week this week, and I will be super honest. I'm very biased to him. I watched him mm. in high school. I watched every snap of him in college. He grew up down the street from me. Now I live in Eugene. I'm a super duck. I'm biased. However, he went toe-to-toe with Patrick Mahomes pretty much and should have won that game. He looked great. Uh, I think he's going to have an opportunity against Carolina. What was interesting when I was doing my research was Carolina is actually second best so far against the quarterback in fantasy, but then you dig a little deeper and it's because they're almost the worst in the league, giving up 33 rushing touchdowns over the last two Mm -hmm. seasons. So teams have been able to smoke them. I do think that uh, the Chargers are going to push the ball downfield more often. Uh, sure. Now that Tyrod Taylor's out. So honestly, if I'm looking, I mean, Josh's team is stacked, right? He's looking for somebody that's not going to blow it. That's probably Phillip Rivers because you just don't know what's going to happen with well, you do. blah, blah, blah. But exactly. if you're looking for more, a little more firepower, I definitely think it's Justin Herbert at this point. But uh, Josh is, is certainly loaded. Let's jump into the other agree. side. Matt Ryan, Josh Jacobs, questionable. I think he'll be fine. Matt Ryan, Josh Jacobs, your boy Joe Mixon, um, Marquise Brown, Mike Williams, Zach Ertz. Devontae Parker already played, again, 12 points, and your boy, Josh Allen. 
What's the bench look like? The bench looks like David Johnson, Sony Michelle, Carry On Johnson, Anthony Miller, T. Higgins, and LaVisca Chenault already played. Yeah, I'm, I, dude, you know me. I, I, you know what I'm about to say right now. I, I really think I would probably start David Johnson over Joe Mixon. I mean, there's one of, the, one of these days he's going to pop off, but you just, you just don't know when it's going to happen. And I, just don't see, I just don't see how David Johnson, uh, with Duke Johnson potentially questionable and just not 100% up to health. I'm pretty sure David Johnson got 100% of the snaps. He, last game so he did but he's playing pittsburgh yeah. who is going to yeah, smash man. this entire yeah. team houston i think is going to get rolled this game is in pittsburgh their defense is nasty as hell deshaun watson's going to be in trouble all game long will fuller's meh uh brandon cooks i guess I, i'll be it yeah i look i'll be it i uh th- i think it's still a referendum on joe mixon than it is on david johnson oh my god I just, oh my bro god. i do the game scripts is not working in his favor i just don't know i just don't know when it's gonna happen that's 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 my I problem i am with you and i'm very pro joe mixon but i, I definitely hear you in the frustration there so mm-hmm, that'll, be, mm-hmm. that'll certainly be interesting all right let's move on here we got the wolf pack aka t strain our boy big supporter of the commission fantasy football podcast as well one and one coming in here he's got uh lamar jackson Austin Eckler, Kareem Hunt, Mike Evans, Odell Beckham, Hunter Henry, T.Y. Hilton, and Jared Goff. Yeah, so interestingly enough, I think Pro Football Focus has Hunter Henry as a top five tight end this week. Mm-hmm. So nice situation there as far as uh, – um, I, I really feel like most people got Hunter Henry late in drafts. So he's been, he's been putting up fairly good numbers considering the quarterback play. Uh, and if Justin Herbert does end up playing, uh, I do think Hunter Henry is going to actually have a nice game. I do agree. He also has Austin Eckler, and I just mentioned that the Carolina Panthers have been absolutely shredded on the ground, not even needing quarterbacks to throw on them. So Austin Eckler could have a huge game as well. Totally. totally Let's jump over to the other side here. Jay Care, top scorer from last week, coming in with Tom Brady, Zeke Elliott, Aaron Jones, who was absolutely unnecessarily on fire last week. (laughs) Stephon Diggs was also out of control last week. He's got Tyler Boyd, Mark Andrews, Ronald Jones, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, man, he landed two question marks that are just fucking destroying the league right now, which is Stefan Diggs and Aaron Jones. Those are the those are the types of picks in drafts that make championship teams, and mm-hmm. he just happened to land on two of them. So good for him. I totally agree, and it is working so far. And we all expected the TD regression and everything else for uh, uh, Aaron Jones, and then what's it going to happen with uh, Stefan Diggs coming in? But so far, so good. For both those guys. All right, let's move on to Ulysses coming in at 101 against Megatron coming in at 101 as well. Let's start with Ulysses, Aaron Rodgers, Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Marvin Jones, Will Fuller, Evan Ingram, Devontae Adams, who right now is doubtful, so not looking good there. He's questionable at best, and Carson Wentz. Yeah, I mean, good overall team. I think if everyone plays and they're healthy, it's a good team right there. I, I like it. It's uh, you know, but you have question marks in, in Adams and Will Fuller. So um, that's, you know, that's, yeah, hopefully he's, you know, he's got some, some good backups on his bench to do, uh, to fill those slots. He does have Devonte Adams doubtful. I don't think he's going to play. And again, he might probably not be, uh, 100. However, he does have uh, Kenny Galladay, assuming he plays and yeah. or uh, golden Tate. So he does have some, uh, some subs there ready to go. If he yeah. Can. All right, we'll jump over to Megatron's team. Uh, she already had uh, Mike Kosicki catch a touchdown, just one reception on three targets for 15 yards, but did get that touchdown at tight end, so he's already top 12 on the week probably. Uh, <laughs> Mike Kosicki, eight and a half points for Megatron. She's also got Patrick Mahomes, Chris Carson, Naheem Hines. Let's hope he gets at least two touches this week, huh? What do you say? 
Julio Jones, <laughs> assuming that he plays, he's also questionable. Um, Tyler Lockett, Mike Kosicki played already, John Brown, and Big Ben Roethlisberger. Yeah, uh, yeah, this is a tricky one. Um, again, if everyone plays up to capacity, nice team. Dude, what do you think's the deal with Julio right now? I, I, I'm nervous. Yeah, sort of the, dude, yeah, I was going to say that's sort of the question mark I feel like a lot of people are having as far as the Atlanta Falcons offense goes. Um, we, you know, Eric actually tweeted out on the commission page that if, you're, if you were waiting for a Julio Jones injury to pick up Russell Gage, you're, you're already late to the party. So yep. it's it just, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. And, and he, um, Julio and Devontae Adams are my super BFF 4Ls at the wide receiver position <laughs> in fantasy sure. football, but also NFL. I follow yeah. both of them very quickly. I'm huge fans of, of uh, both these guys. Um, I generally have one or both of them on as many teams as possible every single season. The general... Um, week to week for Julio Jones over the last five years is just, he doesn't practice much full on. He's a veteran. Mm -hmm. He doesn't need it. Him and Matt Ryan are dialed in and he's mm -hmm. oft injured ish. Unfortunately, this is like a uh, injury injury. Like it's not just maintenance. I am concerned yeah. about it. I think he'll play because it's Julio and the Falcons are one of the, you know, they're the best bad team in the league. They have been for five years. I don't understand, <laughs> but they need, they need wins. And Julio Jones gives you, I mean, 70% of Julio Jones give you the best opportunity to get that out there. So I think he plays. I'm concerned to play him. You can't sit him if he does play, though. I agree. My, my concern here is he did play through their game. He sat out a little bit at the end. My concern is 12 targets, nine receptions, 150 yards in the first game. Four targets, two receptions, 24 yards in the second game. He, of in a course, shootout, too. In a, in a shootout, shootout, he, of course, dropped the 40-yard touchdown thrown by Russell Gage, of all people, actually. Um, so it could have been a bigger game if he catches that, obviously. But that's my concern, watching a lot of that game at the end there. He was hobbling for about, you know, the, the, the last quarter. Um, yeah, man, Russell Gage is the truth, absolutely. And we saw for years, mm -hmm. even with uh, healthy Julio, what uh, Mo Sanu was able to do, too. So Calvin Ridley is obviously – um, you know, uh, emerged on the scene, arguably the number one already in Atlanta. Take, but, your, uh, take your take your victory victory lap on that one. Well, sure, but I mean, again, I'd rather take <laughs> I'd rather take half a victory lap on both Julio and of and course. Calvin Ridley. You know, so again, if he if he plays, you have to play Julio, and he could burn you big time, but he could also accidentally go ten for one fifty in, in a touchdown. So, yep, I'm gonna play him if I can. Uh, you know, with Julio Jones, but I got to be honest, man, I'm I'm the biggest Julio truther out there, but I'm really concerned right now because it's more than just maintenance yeah. all right let's Agreed. move on here we got sack attack at 101 facing up against ship who needs to get off the schneid he's 0-2 so far sack attack started garner Minshew, which sounded good until the game started 30 yep. for 42 275 a pick three carries 22 yards and a fumble did not have a touchdown 4.2 fantasy points for your starting quarterback that's rough He's also has technically he has James White in his lineup right now. I don't think James White is going to play this week either. He's also starting as of right now, J.K. Dobbins, who is third on the depth chart for the Ravens. He's got New Hopkins, D.J. Moore, Logan Thomas, Zach Moss also out this week, and Ryan Tannehill. He's got a lot of holes on his bench. He's got your boy A.J. Brown. He's got Chris Godwin, who I'm sure he's going to flip in now that he's playing. A yeah. lot of holes on this lineup, man. This is rough. He he definitely got the injury bug. Yeah, yeah, no, that, I, I agree with you. I, 
you just said it, so there's no there's nothing for me to say on that. I I do think we have some time, so he'll probably make his changes. I'm also doing the same thing. So when we get to the to the veteran league, you'll notice my my lineup's also the same way. And I kind of encourage that if you can and you have time. Like oftentimes in yeah. certain leagues, if I'm streaming, like if I have if I ended up drafting somehow the Steelers, the Ravens, uh, I don't know, 49ers, Patriots, like a steady defense and maybe a, a, a Tucker or a Butker kicker where I'm never going to drop them, uh, other than a bye week or whatever. I just roll with those guys no matter what. If I'm streaming defenses, tight ends, kickers anyway, sometimes on Monday morning or Tuesday morning, I'll just drop two or three of those players because I know I'm going to swap them out anyway. And I actually pick up people on the waiver to A, just get, you know, get them on my team just in case I want them, but also understand that like, I might drop somebody else. This year, somebody like James White, who's not even injured, but obviously had a tragedy, he's not playing. Mm-hmm. Zach Moss is a scratch all of a sudden. I didn't even know he was hurt. Devontae mm-hmm. Adams might leave. Julio Jones might leave. There's just so many things going on this year. So I actually don't hate this model. And obviously, Sack knows what he's doing. He's going to be yeah. the necessary swaps. But it's interesting looking at lineups on Friday and then Saturday. Like, oh, shit, man, you're going to make a change? He's like, yeah, I'm just waiting until the wild. last minute. So it kind of is, it. yeah. No, you're totally right, man. I think I've, – and I've, I've been doing that. Like, you know, we look at the waiver wire, and it's like, honestly, this guy might get a lot of volume today. You're, you're actually picking up people that you think are going to fit a narrative of high volume, and you're just going to pick up that player for $1 or no dollars, depending on your, your waiver wire structure, and just do your best and see what happens. I mean, look, this is the thing about this year, which is really interesting, is everybody's dealing with it. Like, there's not a single team that I know of that hasn't gotten some player, like a notable player, like – uh, you know, totally like, or, or just like not completely injured that way to the point where like you can't play them. So there's a good shot that even though your lineup is a little, you know, a little scratched, the other person's lineup is as well. And everyone's trying to battle it together. So, yeah, I totally agree. And, and I guess one more example of what I'm talking about is I have TJ Hawkinson in a league. I just dropped him automatically. I was like, there's other mm-hmm. waiver guys. I mean, I'm sure he's going to be fine, but with Kenny Galladay coming back, I was like, eh, I'll probably find somebody else like Logan Thomas, or I don't know, even Jordan Reed with Kittle out. I can find somebody else. Drop him, and I picked up Braxton Berrios, who I have no intention of starting. But the reality is I've got three wide receivers on my team who are questionable or out already. I might have to start a, a, yeah. random, a random fifth string Jets receiver because I just have to do that, and then I could pick up whoever else at, at uh, tight end. But I need that bench spot right now to make those decisions by Sunday. It's a mess, but I've, I've seen all sorts of strategies um, over mm-hmm. the season, so we'll see moving mm-hmm. forward there. All yeah. right, then we have Shep on the other side. Cam Newton, Nick Chubb, Todd Gurley, Jerry Judy, also questionable. Juju, Darren Waller, also questionable. TJ Hawkinson and Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, so two things there. Uh, one, dude, Cam Newton just exploding right now. Good for him, Fine uh, obviously. Hometown Pats fan, so very mm-hmm. happy about this. Uh, the other thing is um, I, I'm not quite sure what the issue is with Darren Waller. I feel like – and I, I, I've only been reading the reports that have been coming up on the app, so I haven't actually dug into any official news out of Las Vegas. But, uh, but, it's, I, but they haven't said much about it. So it could just be like two days of maintenance. Again, he's a veteran on that team who knows his shit, so he, it could just be maintenance days. They, uh, so they just, played Monday yeah. night too as well. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't get too worried. Look, I have Darren Waller, so I'm also kind of keeping a close eye on this in another league. So yeah, just temper expectations. I do think he'll play until we get another report that says like, cause he looks fine. Like there, there was no like notable play that suggested that he was hurt. So I, I do feel like there are more maintenance days until we get more news. He's probably just exhausted from his 16 targets in week two. Carry. What happens when you carry the Vegas to their first uh, their first win in that stadium? Goodness gracious. He does yeah. have uh, Jimmy G, 
uh, out. He has Michael Thomas out. He's got Russell Gage and Antonio Gibson on the bench as well. So it does have some uh, last-minute flip options there. All right, last game preview in the Rookie League. We'll go with Weston, 2-0, and and our boy Funk at 1-1. One and one. We'll start with Weston. He's got, uh, man, hometown cooking, my man Russie Will. He's got CEH, David Montgomery, Tyreek Hill, Calvin Ridley, Tyler Higby, DK Metcalf, and Michael Gallup. Pretty stacked team. Yeah, good team. And I, I will say, I do think we might see another nice game from David Montgomery. I don't think they're going to try to throw the ball at Trubisky. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and I don't know what the deal is with Tyree Cohen, but I feel like Montgomery has been getting a lot more volume overall, just, oh, you know, overall snap play. So, um, and it does seem like he's worked through the groin injury. He's healthy and he looks good. I think that was the biggest yeah. issue coming in when he got hurt a few weeks before the season started. Exactly. He had a groin issue. And, and look, man, I, I, thankfully I, I, um, missed out. <laughs> I dodged, if I guess, uh, serious injuries playing 12 years of football, 12 years of baseball and into college and everything else. I missed out on significant injuries. However, I did have twisted ankles and pulled groins and just basic shit. I'm telling you right now, man, you pull your fucking groin. It's hard to get out of bed, let alone yep. play at an <laughs> yeah. athletic level of any level, let alone the NFL. And this dude shook it off in like two and a half weeks. I mean, it was, Wild. it was pretty incredible and he looks great. He really does. He had a, yeah. I mentioned it on my ballers of sellers episode on Tuesday. One particular play that I saw, I was like, he's good. Like he's fully healthy. I'm confident. He had a little kind of a draw play to the right, ran about five yards and then cut back mm. and then scored. Um, yep. And he looked great. That's a play that you don't make healthy. Most of the time if he had a pole groin. I mean, it would have just crippled him. And uh, that little stuff like the eye test kind of thing, um, gave me a lot more confidence in him, so I feel good about that. All right, let's move on to Funk. He's got Drew Brees, Kenyon Drake, Devin Singletary, CeeDee Lamb. My goodness. Amari Cooper. Back, so he's got both Cowboys. He's got Austin Hooper, Adam Thielen, and Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome. Love, love the Cowboys stack. That's awesome. Uh, and I would say the only – yeah, the only negative side here is the Austin Hooper play. I would even say Trubisky might be a safe play, kind of. Um, he, he's safe enough, I think. But, dude, Austin Hooper, man, that – he was really kind of a polarizing tight end, um, and most people were fading him. I think that's why he ended up as, like, sort of a tight end 10. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the reports from Stefanski coming out were saying, you know, we're going to use this guy, we like him a lot, and they're really just not using him in the passing game which is unfortunate. It could just be, again, like he wasn't someone who was uh, notably a good man-to-man base tight end when he was running routes. He was more of a zone coverage base tight end. And, and it just seems like they're playing him that way. And Baker's just not looking for him. So uh, yeah, just unfortunate to see a tight end who was maybe what top four, top five last year to, you know, I don't know. He's not even scratching four points a week. Yep, he was tied in six two years in a row, and uh, now, yeah, he's not even getting six targets. Uh, it's pretty rough. We expected him to get a lot more work, too, when um, yeah, uh, exactly. um, Njoku uh, went out on the IR, but he just simply isn't. Uh, he does have a plus matchup against Washington at home this week. We'll see what happens there. Um, but, you know, there's, there might be better options on the waiver wire there for, uh, for Austin Hooper. All right, so those are the breakdowns. Let's give you a quick recap of the Rookie League standings. Again, we're only two weeks in, but we'll do this every single week. We have Weston and Josh up at 2-0, both of those guys leading the charge here. We have J-Care, Megatron, Wagon, Sack Attack, T-Strain, Dweez Nuts, Ulysses, and Funk, all of them at one-on-one, 500, and then Shep and uh, Mamba Forever need to uh, pick it up there at 0-2, respectively. All right, man, let's take a quick commercial break, and uh, we'll jump into the veteran side. 
Chris, I, I believe I was a little bit rude at the, uh, at the, uh, the head of the episode just cause you've been on so many times and I forgot, but for any new listeners, please let them know where they can find the commission FFP work. You can, you can find us always at the TCK pod. That, that's boom, that's boom, definitely boom. Where, that's definitely where you can find us. Uh, no, you can, you can also find us obviously on our podcast, uh, where we invite sky and Lucas regularly, uh, the commission fantasy football podcast on Apple, Google, uh, and of course, Spotify. We're actually trying to get on um, Amazon music fairly soon. So that's, that's pending. So we'll be there uh, hopefully shortly in the next couple of weeks or so. And of course, go find us on our website, www.thecommissionbrand.com. Go copy yourself a playbook. The playbook is our weekly newsletter. It comes out every Tuesday. Just throw your email and your name in there and we'll hit you up every Tuesday morning. So, um, and then of course, lastly, if you are on social media at the commission FFP on both Instagram and Twitter. Love it. And uh, I rep it as often as I can for, for you all when you're on and, and uh, when you're not. Um, but the playbook is legit. Uh, I think you all have done a really great job with that. I get it weekly myself and I always learn quite a bit. So go sign up for the commission playbook and uh, make sure you go find them on social medias as well. And Chris, and maybe some of the other crew will be up uh, every single Friday, of course, breaking down the TCK pod. And if you're new to the program, please leave a rate and review for the TCK pod, AKA candlestick kids, fantasy football podcast. Find us on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod. And on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, all of our rankings and articles also at TCK pod.com. All right, brother, let's jump into the veteran side of things and we'll get out of here. So shouts out to Curly and our boy Pelkey for, uh, getting notifications, unfortunately for Pelkey, not the one that he wanted, but Curly, <laughs> Curly this week gets the best manager award. So shouts out to him. Of course, anybody listening for the last three years will remember uh, Curly as one of the original hosts uh, of the TCK pod. So he got the best manager award this week. And unfortunately, Pelkey got the worst manager nod <clears throat> this week as well. Pel- All right, man. Pelkey, Pelkey I, was, I was close behind you. Don't worry, bud. Mm. I, was, I was very close. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying all right man well uh mine is at the top so we'll just we'll just recap here how everything went um and again we'll we'll break down the scores very quickly and then we'll jump into uh next week as the recap here so week two recap unfortunately man i i'm owing two we're gonna get to you as well but commission not doing as well either uh i gotta say man hide and zeke uh we we, we date back to last week I bumped him out of the playoffs last year, which was huge, but he did get me in the regular season. He gets me in the regular season again this year, 151 to 133. I am 0-2 so far in the TCK pod listener league. Heading down the list here, um, Curly, again, gets the top nod, 150 to uh, 138 over Thielen, my chub. Then the commish gets absolutely shellacked. Uh, by Paul Borowski, who has been the back-to-back uh, runner-up in the league, 163-97. to Yikes. The commission is going to have Bro. to score at least 100 points to move forward. <laughs> yes. Rough. Then we have uh, a very close game here with Lucas, who gets uh, the nod. I believe this is two weeks in a row where Lucas is literally won by less than a field goal, uh, which is pretty impressive in fantasy football. He gets no so for you, 128-127. Drew Reb gets uh, beat up as well by Pelkey, 162-95. to 95. And then uh, D. Stancato, 0-2 as well, gets beat up um, by Brady for Prez, 112-84. to 84. All right, man, let's jump into week three here. Now, unfortunately, I am looking for a bounce back, of course, looking to get, uh, get off the schneid, get to one and two, start turning it around, get my, get my squad some good morale. And Pelkey comes out here 
and puts up 28 points with Fitzpatrick right off the bat, who looked fantastic, by the way, and uh, settles the beard over mustache debate. And if you've seen our YouTube or you've seen a picture of me ever, uh, you're very much aware that I am team beard, but we'll leave it there. Um, I'm rolling out Tannehill, Nick Chubb, who I just traded for, uh, your boy Joe Mixon, it was going to be Devontae Adams, but he's most likely not going to play. Calvin Ridley, Logan Thomas, Michael Gallup, and my boy Justin Herbert as my super flex. And don't worry, Chris, I did pick up Nick Mullins off the bench just in case. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah, I, I, and I know you're going to be flirting with that that start. Uh, bro, as, as Nick, close to the game time. Bro, Nick Mullins is projected to have more points than Justin Herbert. I just don't know what to do. Right, and that's only in the first half. Imagine what he can do in the second half. My man, my man. <laughs> I got Kareem Hunt on the bench. I've got uh, my boy Jeff Wilson, who I think is he's going to get at least 30 points this week. Uh, Tyler Boyd, I did pick up Berrios, as I mentioned, and then Dalton Schultz just in case. Um, but I've got Mostert, Drew Locke, Zach Moss, probably Devontae Adams, all on IR. I've been pretty beat up in this league, man. Hopefully uh, Tannehill can have a big game and these running backs can make it happen. And I would love to see uh, Herbert go nuts. So I think, I think, I think you got to make that Kareem Hunt start. Uh, you know, I was, I was thinking about it. The problem is Washington, as much as, you know, we give them shit because we have to until they're not uh, a disgusting franchise. And, you know, uh, Coach Rivera has done his best to turn that around so far. But yep. they're actually very good at the defensive line, clearly. Sacking Wentz eight times in the first week. They've done very well. Nick Chubb, you got to fire up no matter what. My concern with, with Kareem Hunt is that he has gotten almost all of his touches in the fourth quarter. Both those games have been blowouts. The Browns got beat up by the Ravens, so Nick Chubb basically just sat, and it was all Kareem Hunt and a pass attack coming back. And then they beat up on the, uh, the Bengals, which, again, was just kind of killing time, and Nick Chubb already did his damage, and Kareem Hunt got his touchdown late. So I think this yeah. is a closer game. They're more matched, and this defensive line, while tough, I think is going to create more of like a, a steady Nick Chubb diet, and he's just too talented to sit. Kareem Hunt on the other side, I think I'm – if it's not a blowout, I'm worried about his overall work. Uh, so I am going to sit him. And I do think Joe Mixon does well against Philadelphia. I've even considered actually Jeff Wilson starting over Kareem Hunt anyway. So it, look, mm. if Kareem Hunt goes, over, uh, goes off on my bench, then I'll eat that. But I really do believe that there's maybe two or three running backs on my team that might do better than him this week. All right, fair enough, and I, and I understand all those points. So I, I'll play devil's advocate just slightly, and it's actually Eric Please. who talked – Eric talked about this briefly in our episode when we recapped the Thursday night football episode after the Cincinnati game. And Eric made – I thought Eric made a great point, which it, at least in two weeks, it feels like Kareem Hunt is the running back that is not game script dependent. So they will <laughs> use him – they will use him basically in any particular format depending how the game goes, whereas like Nick Chubb – if it does become sort of a blowout like it was in uh, week one, they're not going to use him because they need to throw the ball. And, of course, you know, they kind of sat him on ice after he did his damage. But, you know, I just think – I just feel like Kareem Hunt offers more of that versatility, and so he might not get sort of those early early, uh, early down touches where obviously you're going to see Nick Chubb get. And obviously you're right about that. You have to fire him up. But I do feel like they're going to get – I don't know. I just feel like they're going to get a steady dose of Kareem Hunt each, each week – because it doesn't matter what the game script is, he's going to find they're going to find him some time to play. So, but just something to think about. Again, you know, you're you're going to play who you're going to play, and it just for other sort of cream hunt owners, is something to consider as far as you know the way that the it seems like the Cleveland Browns are using him this year. 
I totally get that. And of course I respect Eric's opinion. I actually, I think he's fantastic at his uh, general analysis on the podcast and certainly sure. on Twitter as well. And I'll just to bounce that back real quick and then we'll move on. Um, yep. I, I, you know, here's the thing. I have Nick Chubb in two leagues. I, th- I love Nick Chubb. I was all about him preseason. I only mm-hmm. ended up getting him in two leagues. I think maybe three in those two leagues. I have him. I have Kareem Hunt as well. I did that for a sure. number of reasons. First of all, PBR running back. You got to have him no matter what. Thought he would have enough work, as we saw last week, even with Chubb. And look, if Chubb goes down in this horrendous uh, season of injuries, Kareem Hunt is, you know, Nick Chubb plus because of he's in the Packers game. So I have that. So here's the thing I've had to deal with every week, and I will have to, Nick Chubb or Kareem Hunt or both. Last week I happened to play both, and they crushed. Mm -hmm. It's going to be hard to do that, though, on a weekly basis. To Eric's point, I super um, agree with what he said, game script-wise and all that. My thing is the Ravens are going to boat race every team except for the Chiefs. Not only that on offense, but on defense, they're going to stop every team except for the Chiefs, right? Mm -hmm. So they beat up on the Browns on offense and defense, and it became ugly quick. I don't see Washington – I mean, they might be able to stop the Browns because Baker's just not as amazing as we want him to be. Uh, But I don't see that that offense is going to do that much better to the Browns where it's a – you know, a game script situation. So in this particular game, I think it's going to be contested, even though it's a rough matchup. I think Chubb gets enough work and look, Kareem Hunt can go out of the backfield for a four yard screen touchdown, you know, any play. Uh, But I think consistency work and uh, game script for this particular game, I'll go with Chubb. Fair enough, man. Boom. Let's go with Pelkey on the other side, Daniel Jones, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, yikes, Alvin Kamara and Aaron (laughs) Jones this week. That could be 90 points between the two of them if those receivers don't play. Mike I got, Evans, something, I got something to say about that Alvin Kamara, uh, Aaron Jones uh, stack right there, but go ahead. Love it. Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, Darren Waller, Leonard Fournette, and again, Fitzpatrick puts up 28 already. Awesome, Chris. Go ahead and convince me that Kamara and Aaron Jones are only going to score five <laughs> points between the two of them. Yeah, for real. No, it's funny, dude. And it's just weird how he also has uh, Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones. I have, so obviously I'm in a bunch of leagues. I have that two stacked up in three other leagues. I don't know. I don't know what it was about that. uh, Just the way that the drafts went, but I think a lot of people probably end up with Alvin Kamara and Aaron Jones. So I just found it funny that he also has that. And I'm like, you know, I've been crushing in every other league because you know, just, it's just the way the draft played out. So you, you know, if you drafted Alvin Kamara, you likely had Aaron Jones coming around in round two. And it seems like that's the way it went for him. Absolutely. And uh, you know, we were repping all, all summer long on the podcast when nobody wanted Aaron Jones or Miles Sanders Dude. or Austin Eckler as their RB one. But if you Can got we, him as their RB two yeah. with one of those head dudes and Alvin Kamara's and Zeke and, and Henry haven't gotten hurt. Uh, I mean, you're just, you're absolutely on fire with that with that yeah. duo as a second person. So that's a huge matchup. A hundred percent. And just to add one more thing, and we can, you know, we can obviously move on here. But look, I mean, it's still early in the year. You know, there's a lot of year left. But at least as far as, you know, the this first half quarter of the season, Josh is smiling somewhere in Malden, Massachusetts. But Aaron Jones has basically declared he's the alpha on that team. There's no AJ. There's zero AJ Dillon debate. Just, just none. So Well, there's no Jamal Williams either, which I think is more also, of a surprise. Yeah. Uh, because last year, even, you know, it was Aaron Jones all day long, but Jamal Williams was eating as well. And look, man, I, you know, again, I talked about this on Tuesday when I was doing the ballers and stallers and recapping the last weekend, Aaron Jones went absolutely off, right? 48 points or whatever last week. Um, if, if Devonte Adams misses time, Aaron Jones did all of Aaron Jones's work last year when Tay was out. Yeah, exactly. So he He's becomes the number, the number one receiver back. and he becomes the head running back. That's just yep. an absolute 
you know, nightmare for, for opponents. On the other side, Alvin Kamara is the same guy. He's the number yeah. one receiver for the Saints. He's also the number one running back for the Saints. He gets the goal line work. And I've heard a couple of comps this summer from, from you know, professional, a.k.a. or, uh, you know, uh, professional podcast, CBS, footballers, fantasy pros, whoever. A number of guys have been floating around something that Lucas, I think, brought up early in the summer, which is basically like Aaron Jones doesn't have to be this bell cow like somebody like Zeke or, or CMC that we expect to get all this touch and blow. He could be Alvin Kamara and be plenty productive. Well, look, mm-hmm. basically he is Alvin Kamara, right? And he yep. gets the goal line work. He gets the work out of the backfield. He's a great receiving back, blah, blah, blah. Just phenomenal for fantasy football. So that duo is is scary. And I uh, unfortunately am very, uh, very nervous to go 0-3 <laughs> in the DCK, <laughs> in the DCK by listener league. So we'll see what happens. But I'm a huge fan of Aaron Jones. And of course, uh, Alvin Kamara is my, uh, my favorite running back in the league. So wish them well. But uh, unfortunately, it comes at my expense this week. All right, man, let's move down the list here. <laughs> Thielen, my chub, already has a 30-point performance again. That is coming from James Robinson. Anybody that started him off the bench, probably off of waiver wires on Thursday, has a great kickstart to their week here. Aaron Rodgers, uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Adam Thielen, Cooper Cup, uh, Dallas Goddard, Odell Beckham, and your boy Josh Allen. Yeah, good team. Um, look, I already called it early in the season. Josh Allen is my dark horse MVP this year. And I don't even know he's, he's looking, that dark anymore. I know. Well, it's funny enough. Yeah, he, he's living up to it. I do think he's got a runner um, in uh, metaphorically and literally uh, competition in the sense with Kyla Murray as well right now. Um, well, Russell maybe, too. I mean, holy shit. Uh, yeah, I do. But I don't know. The Russell curse. He's just – he's just. No one thinks he's MVP worthy. So I'm going to go, I'll even take my, my odds right now and say, uh, unless he's like the Leonardo DiCaprio of the NFL where he gets his like, you know, right. his MV, his, you know, his, his statue on his like sixth greatest movie. Yeah, no shit. So, so we'll see. Anyways, point is, is that, um, yeah, Josh Allen, um, I, I, that whole team sounds great. So good, good for, uh, good for feeling my chub. Got it. Let's go on the other side here. Uh, Lucas Kaser, 2-0 and so far. Two, again, I mean, two wins within three points in fantasy football. Uh, it's got to be a, a nervous over there at the, at the Kaser household. He's got Dak Prescott, <laughs> Derek Henry, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Keenan Allen, Mark Andrews, Julian Edelman, and Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, it's that, you know, it's that zero RB strategy, or that modified zero RB strategy. He's going to win every game by a hair. That's pretty mm-hmm. much how that works. Love he's going to go un- he'll, he'll go undefeated and everyone's going to hate him. <laughs> oh man. If he, so if he goes back to back, like, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure what to do. Like, do we just, do we like kick him out of the league if he goes back to back or does he like owe extra money next year? We might have to start I mean, figuring uh, out yeah. like how that goes. I've already blocked him. So that's, that's, that's a, that's, that's stage one. That's phase one. Okay, cool. So social media blocking, we'll do that first. <laughs> And then we'll see if it, <laughs> if it progresses farther than that. We'll, uh, we'll take it up with the league. Fair enough. All right, let's uh, move on here with uh, Curly and Nosu for you. Curly one-on-one so far and uh, Nosu for you. 0-2 on Curly's side. He's got Lamar Jackson, Kenyon Drake, D. Montgomery, Kenny Galladay, assuming he plays, Allen Robinson, Jonu Smith, D.K. Metcalf, and Baker Mayfield. Yeah, good team. Um... Hopefully Kenny Galladay plays. I feel I, I feel like I heard him say he's not 100% yet, but the NFL, no one's 100% uh, in week two so or week three. So, yeah, no, um, good team. I mean, you know, DK Metcalf has been balling out. He's, uh, his, his real name is actually DK Metcalf Gilmore. Uh, and he gave, you know, Gangster. he gave the father, Gangster. he gave the father, the father Nelson to fucking Stephen Gilmore, Stefan Gilmore. 
Uh, yeah. Trip smoked him. Like, let, let, let me, let me, let me, let me like take a second here. You're all the right, Patriots right. fan. We've, we bared <laughs> the air on here. Right. And there's, you know, no animosity. We root for our teams. It is what it is. You're the Patriots fan. Are you nervous? Stephon Gilmore's the best in the league on paper until he's not. I said that earlier this week. DK straight up played this full like a few times and he got the touchdown is the Patriots defense, not the Patriots defense. And are you nervous overall here? Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely nervous. And look, I, again, if you, if for those of you who did follow the, the commission pod earlier in the year uh, during the off seasons, I, I said, and we said this on our pod, cause look, we are the hometown team. So we do follow them more so than most other people do all again, just to put this in the context, most people just see the Patriots score an insane amount of points last year, but all those points really came from opportunistic plays in a sense where like there were, you know, there were interceptions that were just returned back for TDs. Like that really happens. And it would, to say that it was going to happen again this year is insane. We lost an insane amount of players just from trades and um, not just trades, but just, you know, uh, people leaving Kyle Van Noy, for example, then we lost a lot of players like Donta Hightower uh, and others from COVID-19. Yep. So we were, we were already a fairly bad running base defense. Now, all of a sudden, and the only thing you have to hang your hat on is, is a secondary that can hopefully do the work. Dude, uh, we ha- the secondary had like an, uh, a historic season for all intents and purposes. It's unlikely that they're going to be that good again. It's like trying to say that, you know, uh, Lamar Jackson is going to have the same exact season he had again right or cmc's and have the same exact season again it's like it's very rare for those things to happen and the patriots defense secondary was also the same situation so i was under the impression that they weren't going to be as good as last year already and unfortunately we lost more more players so their defense as a whole is just not what it used to be their offense just happened to be scoring points because cam's playing out of his head right now so it's making it look a little less uh bloody in a sense (laughs) totally i totally agree dk going up against dallas this week at home in seattle that one could get ugly for sure you mentioned kenny galladay we do assume he's going to play for now i'm excited to see what he and matt stafford can actually do this year with both of them pseudo healthy hopefully in that same game though and on the same roster here for curly uh he's got kenny on drake as well going up against the lions um love kenny on drake had him as my rb7 coming into the season we haven't really seen the Kenyon Drake that we were hoping for yet. It's only been two games, but I think this is kind of, you know, Dwayne mentioned it yesterday on, on uh, the late game preview when we were doing the Cardinals game. Uh, he kind of was like, you know, this is kind of a make or break for him a little bit. He's got him in that like end of the tier one running backs, but you know, if he goes for 80 yards and no touchdown again, like, eh, you know, he's an yeah. RB two, he's on an automatic start, but look, if he goes off for like 120 and two scores in this game, which he should, you know, we can boost him back up there. So I think like Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon are in that kind of same tier for me of like, we know what's possible. They're getting the work. They're just not scoring. Once they start mm-hmm. scoring, I think they're going to explode in fantasy. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And even for Joe Mixon, like this is one thing I, I can never knock Joe Mixon for is the dude stays healthy. And the way that this season is going, the best you can hope for is that you make it out alive. So Kenyon Drake, Kenyon Drake and Joe Mixon, um, the two of them together, if they can still at least look, they'll get, I think the, they will get their touchdowns. And even Kenyon Drake's been a little bit touchdown dependent in a sense. I think he, he scored last week. So as long as he can just, you know, get a little bit of production going, stay healthy and just give you a full season, you know, that'll be enough to put, put them inside the top 15. I think. Totally agree. Let's jump over to the other side here. Team no soup for you. Owen two so far needs to get that dub going with Drew Brees and Mark Ingram. He's going with Mike Davis off the wire. 
filling in for yeah. Christian McCaffrey. We'll see what happens there. Nuke Hopkins in that same game, man, there could be absolute fantasy fireworks with the Lions and Cardinals if Kenny Galladay can play. AJ, uh, excuse me, AJ Green playing as well. Uh, Travis Kelsey, Nikhil Harry, and Joe Burrow. Yeah, uh, look, I'm going to be excited to watch Joe Burrow play. Same. You know, from now from now until the end of the season, I think he actually proved himself a lot on Thursday Night Football Me last too. week. So very, very excited to watch him play. Yeah, look, Mike Davis became pretty much a household name, so uh, you have to start him. I mean, he's he's the guy now. So you know, he kind of he did step in and, and had a you know great game when CMC did go out. So we'll we'll see what happens. Three running backs last week took. All of Fab, number one waiver claims, big trades, whatever. It was Naheem Hines after week one, Benny Snell after week one, Boston Scott with Miles Sanders on the fringe. All three of those guys disappointed to say the least, right? Yeah. I mean, they were horrendous. They, were, they lost you a week probably if you played one of those guys. What is your concern level that Mike Davis might be the same guy, although he did have eight for eight through the uh, receiving game last week once Christian McCaffrey went down, but they do have Curtis Samuel. They do have Reggie Bonifon. They have other options there. What is your concern that Mike Davis is a flop this week versus the automatic pickup play yeah, and dominate? Right. No, no, I, I'm, I'm absolutely concerned. Like there's no way that you had a CMC who's a locked 27 points every week, which is fucking crazy to Mike Davis. Look, I, I'm, I'm almost going to start calling this the Wayne Gallman fallacy, which is oh, basically, God, I remember. dude, remember? Yeah. His last year. I mean, I had see, I had Saquon Barkley and, and Wayne Gallman was the guy to pick up and everybody spent their fab on Wayne Gallman. And then he came in and did nothing. So he was good yeah, for a week. It. I remember he had 20 plus yeah, points right. and he got a concussion and then yeah. he never played again. <laughs> right. Exactly. It, it can happen. Like, it's just, you know, that's a, it's a real possibility. Like these guys, like the situation, the situation that CMC was in was created by Christian McCaffrey. Like he is mm -hmm. like, th think of it like this. It's like, you know, th there are some people who kind of wait for things to happen. And then there are people that are snowplows. CMC, Saquon Barkley, they're snowplows. Like th these are just the kinds of running backs they are. They make that team better. Mike Davis isn't going to make Carolina better. You're just hoping that he gets you 10 points. <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a great, great analogy. I like that a lot. And I think he'll be okay because he should get the work. But what I said earlier was like, look, if Christian McCaffrey wasn't Christian McCaffrey, I don't want the Carolina Panthers running back, period. I yeah, don't want him. Yeah. I don't want the Giants running back. I want Saquon Barkley. So sure. I don't want Mike Davis. You know what I'm saying? Like I'll, I'll, right. I'll go grab somebody else. I picked up Jeff Wilson everywhere because nobody else did. And they went after Mike Davis. So like that's, that's my gauge on that one. All right, yeah. let's move on here and uh, get into Amari Cooper Cup. I like that. Uh, I like that team name. And um, then we go for Brady for Prez here. So Amari Cooper Cup, we are getting into Patrick Mahomes, Austin Eckler, James Conner, Amari Cooper, of course, Juju Smith-Schuster, Mike Kosicki, uh, Marvin Jones, and Cam Newton. Yeah, man, I'm really hoping to see a full, complete, not, th not that this is going to be – too much to ask for, I hope. But, man, if James Conner can stay healthy, dude is a lock for, like, 20 points a game every time he touches the field and plays a full game. So it would be awesome uh, if he can continue to play and stay healthy. I'd love to see that. I do agree. How about this quarterback stack in uh, super flex leagues, Patrick Mahomes and Cam Newton? Yeah, I, I mean. <laughs> he, like, also, he also has Big incredible. Ben on the bench. That, that's how good your team is, is when you can sit Big Ben. So, folks. This is how you draft quarterbacks in super flex leagues. You get Patrick Mahomes at like the third overall pick or whatever, second overall pick. Then you pick high upside guys that you know, if they're right, they could be top 10. 
Cam Newton, top five right now. Big Ben playing fantastic. Both coming back off of injuries. Both a little bit older, but we know what they can do in fantasy. Well done. Well done by the yep. two-time defending runner-up. Um, man, he's uh, clearly uh, in his lane there. Both these guys 2-0, and though, so somebody's got to fall. Let's go over to Brady for Prez. He's got Kyler Murray, Dalvin Cook, Todd Gurley, Terry McLaurin, Darius Slayton, uh, Zach Ertz, Naheem Hines, and Phillip Rivers. Yeah, could be could be a tough matchup. He has some um, some high upside, potentially low floor wide receivers in Terry McLaurin and Darius Slayton, depending on how the offenses adjust. So again, the offense in New York has to adjust without Saquon, and then Terry McLaurin just depends on what kind of you know how did Dwayne Haskins sleep that night. <laughs> oh man, for real, so, I'm, I'm... he's do, he's doing better though than I expected. So good for him. Likewise, I agree with you. We got two more matchups, man. Let's go with Hyden Zeke and Drew Reb first, and then we'll wrap up with the Kamish and uh, Daniels matchup here. So with Hyden Zeke, who got the best of me last week, he's 2-0, and Drew Reb won the league two years ago, 1-1 one one so far. Hyden Zeke, big team here. Russell Wilson, Zeke Elliott, Jarek McKinnon, Julio Jones, assuming he plays, Tyler Lockett, Tyler Higby. Chris Godwin and Garner Minshew, again, puts up 4.2 fantasy points there, but the rest of his team is pretty stacked. Yeah, I was just going to say, even though even though he had Garner Minshew, he has the possibility of making up for it. Uh, and that's kind of where you want to be, really, is like you want to have a team that even if like one of your main players, like a quarterback, doesn't have a great game, that the other, the other players can make up for it and still put you in contention to win. So I think he has that, that chance. Totally agree. Let's jump over to the other side here. Drew Reb. Go with Kirk Cousins, Josh Jacobs, David Johnson, Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Jared Cook, John Brown, and Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, good team. I mean, look, he's got Jonathan Taylor who fell into an RB1. I think he's got a nice game script, um, you know, this week against the Jets. And then uh, you also have John Brown who's got some high upside. I think Josh Allen somehow figured out how to throw the ball. So a lot of, a lot of accurate passes coming his way opposite Stephon Diggs. So like the team. I think what's interesting, and nobody would have guessed that this is actually a good move preseason, but he has John Brown and Stephon Diggs of the Bills mm. in the same roster, both of them starting. I mean, now you're like, oh, shit, look at the upside. Like, wow, you know, <laughs> both these guys and, and over, game, over, yeah. over 100 yards each week. And Stephon, well, three weeks ago, we're like, dude, there's no way in hell this guy's going to score any points. I mean, right. the ball's insane. All right, man, final matchup of the week. Let's get into it here. Team Kamish FFP versus playoffs, a.k.a. our boy Dan <laughs> Stancato, who started the podcast with Curly and I back in the day a few seasons ago. Good childhood friend. So, Chris, y'all are rolling out Matt Ryan, Miles Sanders, Chris Carson, Anthony Miller, TJ Hawkinson, and Tom Brady. Looks like you have a couple spots to fill here. You did mention <clears> earlier <throat> in the episode – you have a bunch of injuries, man. I mean, your your inj- your IR looks like James White, Michael Thomas, AJ Brown. <laughs> Those are three bona fide starters, absolutely. You've also got Steven Sims, Will Fuller, uh, Philip Lindsay, and then uh, Austin Hooper as well. Um, you got a few patches to fill. Uh, let's see if uh, we can't help you out do this right now. You do need a receiver and you need a flex. Uh, who are you looking at? And then you know maybe we can we can uh, agree here. Yeah, so, I mean, to be fair, I did take out Steve Sims. He might go back in the lineup, um, but I'm to. also – Might have to, yeah, exactly. But I am looking at I'm, I am looking at waivers. Um, there's a small chance Cole Beasley ends up on our team for a week. 
there's a small chance James Washington ends up on our team for a week. I mean, Larry Fitzgerald is there. Like, there's some dudes like Zach Pascal um, after that injury to, mm-hmm. I believe, Paris Campbell. Paris Campbell. Thank you. Yep. So there's some dudes on the waivers that we might end up picking up uh, as far as filling in some of those gaps. I'm kind of waiting. I, this is kind of what I was talking about before. Like, again, we have Will Fuller who could potentially take in one of those, in one of those spots right now. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a chess match on our end just to see who's going to fill in a role. This is a situation where, like, you know, we're not going to – we can't trade A.J. Brown. We, I mean, yes, we could. We, te- we can trade whatever, whoever we want, right? But we're not going to trade A.J. Brown. We're not going to trade Michael Thomas and – uh, and get them for, for low value, right? We're just going to hopefully ride out and pick up a win or two. And then once our guys get healthy, you know, hopefully run off a couple of, uh, a couple of big wins, uh, you know, in the league and just you know, do some damage that way. So it's going to be one of those seasons where, especially in this league, um, you know, we just got to, we got to hang Scratch, tight and scratch and, and claw. Yeah, yeah, scratch and claw. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I know, and trust me, I know a lot of people listen to this pod, are in our position right now. So yes, sir. And I will say really quickly before we get into Daniel and get out of here. Um, I, uh, two years ago, uh, the first season of the TCK pod listener league, we had just, um, we had just, uh, started and I started Owen four. I forget exactly who I had on my team, but like <laughs> literally week one, it wasn't like this with the injuries, but there was like five injuries in the NFL in week one that season. I literally had four of those guys on my team. Like it was, yeah. it was insane. AJ Green, Adam Thielen, uh, you know, I forget, but it was, it was horrendous. Anyway, I was 0-4 to start the, start the season. And I was like, you know what, dude, I can't just wave the white flag. Like, fuck, I got to give it a shot. I made a trade, picked up a waiver here, made another trade, picked up another waiver, made a couple good uh, managerial decisions with my bench, blah, blah, blah. Ran the table. I went 9-0 and down the stretch, ended up winning the league at 13 and 13 and four, or was it, uh, yeah, 13 and four or 10 and four, whatever it was at the end of the season. So again, I'm not saying that's automatic. I'm not saying that I was special that season. It just, it can work out, especially Owen two man, Owen three. It's not the end of the season. Look, Owen five, Owen six, you're hurting, but until you're Owen four, until you're Owen five, you still have a chance, stay calm, make some good decisions. And look in Chris's case and Daniel's as well. Daniel has a rough IR as well. Jamison Crowder, Saquon Barkley, Cam Akers, he is also 0-2 with you. So both of your teams have really good teams as far as a roster. You're just, unfortunately, both of you hit, uh, you know, six-year players are, are injured, yeah. and you can't do anything about that. So I am confident that both of your squads are going to bounce back in the next three or four weeks, and you both have the rosters to potentially run four, five, six matches in a row, which all of a sudden we look at playoffs, and you guys are, you know, six and three, seven and three, six and four, you're right in the hunt there. So you just got to stay pat. Good news for you this week. Again, Daniel is 0-2. So you and I are struggling and he is struggling as well, but, um, you know, hopefully we can get it. He had Devontae Parker put up 12 points already this week. He's got Carson Wentz. Adrian Peterson gets the nod. I like that for the uh, All-Pro and um, future Hall of Famer. Melvin Gordon, Robert Woods, Evan Ingram, uh, he's got Marquise Brown and Deshaun Watson. We already talked about him significantly up yep. against Pittsburgh. That looks like uh, potentially a plus for you and a really tough matchup for Deshaun. He also has Derek Carr versus your Patriots. I'm curious as to who you would start in that one. Yeah, I'd probably start Derek Carr. But the thing is, is that the Pats, again, although they're not necessarily good right now, and uh, there's another thing is that we don't really know exactly how – 
COVID-19 is affecting because the, the Gillette Stadium in, uh, in New England, they're not allowing fans, at least just yet. So yep. home field advantage isn't quite what it used mm-hmm. to be for the Patriots, mm-hmm. but they do typically play, play better at home. I do think that matters. So, and Derek you have the Carr, Raiders, and not to cut you off, but you have the Raiders yeah. coming all the way, all That's the way from saying, the right? West yep. Coast, all the way to the East Coast. It's one of the farthest commutes in the National Football League. Uh, for a morning game. I mean, that's, that's seven, yeah. you know, it's 10 a.m. I should say West coast time for the Raiders. Mm-hmm. So definitely different for them, but go ahead. No, it, I, I totally agree with you. Like, it does matter. Like those things, those, those small details do matter and teams do try to do their best to make sure that they're staying on schedule, like with their, especially with sleep patterns and stuff. I, I've listened to a bunch of podcasts with sleep specialists uh, and they talk about that as far as um, uh, professional athletes and staying on schedule, it helps their performance. And so, um, there's a, and I, uh, how about this? I'll just throw a little, a little tidbit for people who are interested in that kind of stuff. There's a podcast called, um, whoop W O P. Uh, and they do talk about, they have neurologists that kind of come on and talk about those types of things. So it is interesting. Anyways, point is I digress. Point is, is that uh, I probably would start Derek Carr, but yeah, I don't know, man, it's a tough one. I, I'm hoping, I'm hoping, uh, Deshaun Watson doesn't play very well because that, you know, that, can hopefully guarantee us a win. That's that's what we need. There you go. And it's hard to sit guys like Deshaun Watson, but you got to play the matchups. And look, I got to say it, man. I grew up a Niner fan, which just kind of makes me automatically not a Raider fan in the Bay Area. But the Raiders look a hell of a lot better than the 49ers coming into week three. I'll I'll put it that way. Very, very impressive win uh, Monday night against the Saints. All right, man, before we get out of here, let's give an update. Going into week three here for the Veteran League and the TC Goodbye Listener League, Hyden Zeke, Paul Borowski, Brady for Prez, and Lucas, all 2-0. and Then there's a chunk of us in the middle here. Um, we have uh, Thielen, my Chubb, Pelkey, Curly, and Drew Reb, all 1-1. One and one. And then, geez, TCK Pod and the Commish, plus Nusu for you and Daniel, all four of us, 0-2 so far. So interesting in this league, man, there's a group of four at 2-0, and a group of four at 1-1, and, and a group of four at 0-2. Uh, so a lot can change here in week three. Chris, it's always a pleasure to have you on, man. We'll do it again next week. We wish you the best in week three and all your leagues as well. Before we get out of here, remind the TCK Potters one more time where we can find all your content. Yes, thank you, sir. Yeah, go find us, uh, the Commission Podcast, the Commission Fantasy Football Podcast on Apple, Google, and Spotify, soon to be on Amazon Music. Uh, check us out on our website, www.thecommissbrand.com, and, of course, on Twitter and Instagram at the FFP. You can find the TCK pod on Instagram at fantasy football underscore TCK pod on Twitter at TCK underscore pod, all of our rankings and articles at tckpod.com as well. Leave a rate and review for our podcast and please go check out and show some love to our boys over at the commission fantasy football podcast and grab their playbook as well. Best of luck, everybody shouts out to everybody in the TCK pod listener league. We appreciate you in both leagues as well. Again, best of luck in your weeks. Enjoy week three. Have a wonderful weekend. Episode 269 in the books. Next one you hear is episode 270, only 30 away from 300. Can't believe that. For Chris Benavides and the rest of the Commish Fantasy Football Podcast crew, I'm your host, Sky Guasco, and we are out of here. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.